Hello there, all you dirty little survivor mains. Welcome to The Devil's Cut, a podcast about all the media that goes bump in the night. If it's scary, spooky, or spine-tingling, we're here to talk about it. I'm Matt Young, your resident man-boy possessed by a devil, and I'm here with the skeleton everyone should want in their closet. Eric Rossi. Hello, hello. And we're joined once again by special guest Dylan Snook. How are you doing? Hello. I'm doing good. I have a feeling that my cat is going to be really annoying during this and want to get in and out of my room. So, sorry in advance. <laughs> well, you know what? Every, every, every podcast listener appreciates a, uh, a spontaneous well, pet. She'll be crashing through the door. There'll be oh, really bad yeah. audio quality. That's okay. <sighs> <laughs> I don't I don't think anybody is gonna mind. Okay. But yeah, so we are here today to do another first uh for the podcast. Today we are not talking about a movie. Uh and we're not talking about a book and we are not continuing our uh first series, but today we're covering our first video game. Ooh. And comic book. Ooh. And, and, Ooh. and special guest interview. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. I guess it is a, is a special guest interview because while he is not a, a new guest to the podcast, we're special. <laughs> it's a new format for him. So <laughs> he is under the spotlight slash gun. True. So uh, today, uh, for anybody who didn't look at the title to the episode, we are covering the asymmetrical multiplayer online video game Dead by Daylight. What are you? Are you familiar with Dead by Daylight, Eric? How much do you know about this game? I know pretty much about as much as someone who would read the back cover of the box. I've played it <laughs> like a handful of times. I have seen it been played a handful of times. I am more tangentially aware than I am firsthand experience aware, but I have had a very good time the few times I have played it. Well, that's good. So, so really, uh, for the the major context of the game, it's going to be you and me, Dylan. <laughs> okay. We're, we're going to have to do the heavy lifting. Oh yes, I will be. I will be representing the the unaware <laughs> listener who has never never really waited hip deep into this game <laughs> eric's the everyman of the episode he's he's here to represent the average joe who doesn't know about dead by daylight i'm gonna ask all the important questions like <laughs> how do you die how do you not die you just die <laughs> uh yeah um <laughs> uh dylan do you want to like give us a, a a break you probably have even more experience than me but i don't do you want to give us a breakdown uh, or the listeners a breakdown on Ooh, you know kind of how the game works sure <clears throat> so the setup is basically like all of these characters, uh, killers and survivors have been sort of selected for this sort of world. They've been basically like spirited away to this realm and they're trapped in these little arenas. And the goal for them essentially is to run around, repair these generators, uh, avoid the killer uh, power these exit gates, then you can open them, then you can run out. And it sounds very simple, but you're kind of running around and hiding from a variety of killers with incredibly um, annoying powers. <laughs> and um, yeah, their goal is to find you, uh, knock you down, put you on a meat hook, um, up to 
three times. Um, if you get hooked three times, you're dead. Yeah, I think it's three, right? Um, but the game kind of requires a lot of cooperation um, and a lot of teamwork that you will never experience right. if you play solo queue. <laughs> <laughs> right because that's uh, my experience the game, <laughs> right because because the game is uh is an asymmetrical mm-hmm. multiplayer game which for anybody who doesn't know it means it's uh the 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 sides are are not even so this game there's one killer uh one player you can queue up at the beginning of the game as either a survivor or a killer and if you're a killer you pick the killer that you want and you're all alone and you're uh sort of playing in first person mode and you're on the hunt for the survivors and if you're playing survivor you get paired up with three other people or you can you know hopefully have some friends with you and you and three other friends can get together and go into this match and uh and try to avoid the killer that way uh which dylan as dylan said is uh Good luck. it is much easier <laughs> to survive <laughs> when you have some friends uh, when you're when you're playing with some random people that you can't communicate mm-hmm. effectively with it could be it could become uh pretty a pretty one-sided sure. match well, people, you know everybody comes to the game i think what's fun about it is that it's a very accessible game it's very simple in like it's base you know what i mean there's not like a lot of complicated controls it's sort of um you just run around hold this button press this button occasionally it's um <clears throat> But, you know, people get jump scared, people yeah, panic, so, so, people will, like, blow up a generator and run away. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't account for, you know, <laughs> anything <laughs> when you're playing solo queue. <laughs> well, so, I mean, I guess we can probably say you and I are mm-hmm. fans of the game, you know, maybe begrudgingly sometimes. <laughs> there's uh, there, there's certainly, uh, the game it's has its ups and downs. It's frustrating sometimes, but, um, but when the game is, like, when it's working, when everyone is, like, cooperating, and when the killers and, like you know, playing, using really, like, lame tactics that make the game not fun. Um, it, it It's really fun. <laughs> yeah. But that's, like, one in every 20 games. Yeah, I, I like the game a lot. I mean, <laughs> I like it a lot. I like the aesthetic of the game. Like, I, I like the I like the, mm-hmm. the idea Me and, too. like, the lore. Like, because like, like you said, so basically the basic conceit of it is you have this thing called the Entity, which is, like, this spider-limbed sort of like uh ethereal demon or god that has sort of whisked away people from earth um from you know or the the mortal realm and and kind of put them in its own little pocket dimension that it has and uh as far as i know basically the the entity feeds off of like strong emotions Mm -hmm. so what it's what it's doing is it puts it puts the the survivors and the killers into these arenas where they have to, you know, fight for survival, or you know, or um, or mur- murder the the people, you know, if you're the killer, murder the people you're put in the arena with, and it doesn't really care if the survivors live or die because if they die, you know, they're gonna experience some strong emotions to feed off of, but if they live, that you know, the 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 happiness of survival is also a strong enough emotion that he can eat that too. Very convenient. Um. <clears throat> And so, like, basically, the the game, uh, you get to pick from all these different the survive. There's all these different survivors, like people from like all different like time periods, uh, uh, because it's like sort of like a, a realm out of time. Yeah. Right? So you can have like killers and people from from whenever, 
And so you have all these like people from different time periods who end up all having to work together, uh, you know. And the, of course, the game has it's you know it's a it's a it's a modern game, which means there's lots of microtransactions, so you can like dress your characters up in all sorts of like goof, goofy ass costumes, <laughs> uh, which does break like does break the uh, horror immersion like a smidge. But you know it's they all know it's audience. all fun. But uh, I love the <laughs> I love the. Um, uh, all the different killer designs. So the game, like originally when it started, it only had th- one one killer. I think it was yeah, like the trapper was was the only killer back when it was like in beta. Um, and he's like a he's like a sort of Jason type. You know, he's got like a a white <clears throat> mask on, uh, but he and he wields. I think it's like a machete or maybe it's like a I hammer think, yeah, or something. But he uh, lays down little little like bear traps uh, all over the place and he's like he's like pretty basic at this point they have killers that do so many crazy things that like the dude who puts down bear traps is like why are we why do we play this guy he's fun <laughs> yeah i think that was what was most interesting to me like when i was like finding out about the game and like as it was starting to kind of develop was all of these fun like uh i'd, I'd say like slasher analogs and like kind of stereotypes that they were playing with mm-hmm. and yeah, that you was had, even before the, uh... they you know roped in <laughs> all of these huge like horror slasher ip that they have now yeah so like the game did the the game yeah because like eric was saying originally it started the game started out as like slasher analog so you had like the jason and that was the trapper who's he puts down the bear traps and stuff but then you had like the hillbilly who was a chainsaw wielding like mutant like inbred guy who's clearly like you know hills have eyes leather face type uh and then you had i'm really struggling to remember what i think like the, the the nurse was the next one who's like sort of a um sadako you know uh haunted ghost. like like ghost Evil some sort ghost. of like vengeful yeah. spirit <clears throat> ghost type um hello nurse hello well you know you know what uh she's not you know what though she's she ain't she ain't top tier uh in the game anymore it you gotta go with mommy hunter top tier like if if you're gonna gonna (laughs) we'll get to her i have i have some i have some questioning prepared you have some (laughs) but uh but yeah so like eric said eventually the game became so successful because the game released in 2016 it was actually it had been in beta for a few years before that and i remember playing the game in beta on my old old pc that was not a gaming pc and like could barely run but i i i tried playing it um but yeah so it released in 2016 a couple i want to say like a year or two later after like huge success they announced and released their first licensed dlc which i believe was michael myers right Um, i think so i think michael myers was the first um but certainly not the last so yeah they they uh the company uh who makes the game behavior interactive uh has managed to lock in and negotiate uh, like a series of uh horror movie licensed tie-in uh chapters they call the dlcs in in the game uh, so we have what well, we have Michael Myers mm-hmm. in the game. We have yeah. Freddy Krueger. We had Leatherface, who's oh, no. technically still oh, in the gone. game. But if you 
but if you didn't but if you didn't own him like you can't play him anymore or you can't buy him the demogorgon from stranger things um <clears throat> yeah, Nemesis, the Demogorgon, who's also Wesker gone now. from Resident Evil, Pyramid Head from Silent Hill. Who else? Um, the Ring, come. Sadako from oh, Ring. Oh my God! Yeah, Hellraiser, P- Pinhead from uh, Hellraiser. The worst. Oh, uh, the 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 pig, the chick from Saw. Oh wait, they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Ghostface. Ghostface, of course. Oh, uh, who could we? How could we forget Ghostface? How could Ghostface we forget? coming in with some of the coolest Ghostface costumes too. So, also one of the most fun ones to play against, I think. Really, Ghostface is awesome. I love, I love him. He's he's great. But yeah, so the the <clears> game <throat> is just like chock full of both like original uh, horror, you know, characters like original creations that the the the, mm-hmm. the, the studios made out all on their own. And there's some really cool ones. Obviously, we have we've discussed like the the basic bitch ones, like the hillbilly and the trapper. But they have really really cool ones, like the twins. I think they're awesome. The twins are like this this uh, woman who has like her um, what do they call that? Like her parasitic twin that like lives inside her like chest cavity, oh, and she yeah. runs around and she can like. But the twin is like really he's like this tiny little gremlin, and she like pops him out of her boob. And he just runs around the battlefield <laughs> and like scurries around, and he's this tiny little like Chucky doll sized dude uh, that like jumps onto people, and like uh, they get they can't do can anything while him. he's like <laughs> while he's like pulling on. He starts like pulling on their hair like Ratatouille style, you know. <laughs> uh, um, and, there's so and, many now. Oh, and there's the the. Um, uh, the priestess, I forget uh, the plague or something. She like just oh she just pro- projectile vomits. Like, oh, they're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she just projectile vomits across the battlefield at people, Ugh. and she, uh, she's awesome. Uh, she's she's my favorite. But there's just so so many. I am well aware that they they are adding our our boy Nikki Coppola, Nicholas Cage as a survivor, oh, yeah. right? Like. <laughs> oh, yeah, big big news at the uh, the the summer game fest this year. Uh, Nick Cage to be added as a survivor to the. I, and I was really hoping he was going to be a killer that he would just be <laughs> like that. You wouldn't even see his face because you were being first person. Like so, you would just be like <laughs> in the brain of Nick Cage killing all these survivors. Just I thought would have been John Malkovich, Nicholas abs- Cage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really was I knew it wasn't gonna be the case, but I really wanted it to be. <laughs> Apparently he like recorded his own screams and moans. So moans. That's something we <laughs> all have to look forward to. Amazing. That's fantastic. Well that's a huge part of the game. I know that sounds ridiculous, but like sound cues for the killer, like when your character's injured, like they make like very like obnoxious like moaning sounds like yeah i'm so injured (laughs) yeah well so the the killer can like kind of can so the killer can track you down like when you when you're hurt like you leave little when you're hurt you leave blood stains on the ground that the killer can like track you with or like if you're like sprinting through the level like you you leave behind these like scratch marks that only the killer can see Mm -hmm. that are like really bright uh, it's it's actually the game itself is really really cool. I highly you know recommend anybody uh, who is listening to to check it out if you're you know if you're a gamer. But so June fourteenth, um, and our friend Dylan, a friend of the pod, is is the artist. <laughs> 
and and the the book is awesome. I did. Uh, we'll, we'll we'll get into it a little bit later. Um, but the, the the I read the book this morning. It's really awesome. It's it. I mean, I know you didn't write it, but the the, the um like the story's great. It's sort of like a prequel, like how one of the killers kind of like became what they were, and then how they. I'm assuming how they get it like wrapped up into the into the um mm-hmm. world of the entity. And yeah. Dylan's art, Dylan's art is is just top notch. It's so good. He re, like he's per- perfect fit for this kind of story, uh, and this genre. Like it's awesome. So we're, we're here to talk about that. But first, I have some history for you guys on the company that that made this all possible. Yes. Ooh. So uh, the the company that makes Dead by Daylight is Behavior Interactive, but they weren't always Behavior, and it all started with a little Quebecian company called Megatune. <laughs> So, uh, so the company, so Megatune was founded in 1992 uh, by a man by the name of Remy Racine. I'm probably pronouncing that incorrectly because it's probably much more f- French than that. Uh, but, <laughs> but we're gonna call him Remy Racine for now, and you can all can at me later. Uh, <laughs> the com- so f- he founded the company in 1992. It was very quickly sold to another company called Malafilm Communications, but. Still publishing games is Megatune. Um, they made they actually made video game history um, by creating the very first console game ever to be made entirely in Quebec. <laughs> and I don't know if you guys remember this game, but this is a little little PS one game called Jersey Devil. What really? No idea. Yeah, I've never heard Jersey of it. Devil. Jersey Devil is a little. Um, it's like a platforming collectathon. You know, it was, it was around that time in video uh. gaming. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a platforming collectathon where you play as the Jersey Devil. Although he doesn't really look like any version of the Jersey Devil, he look, kind of looks like the Noid but purple. Oh, it's he, I'll, I'll I'll drop a I'll, I'll drop. I was a gonna say I don't know ver- what the Noid looks of like. Oh <laughs> uh, well, you, I'll drop a version of him later for you all to see. Um, but basically, he kind of looks like a little cartoony like Batman type character. Okay. Um, you run around, you collect stuff. Um, you're trying to save Jersey City from like an army of like oh. killer. Plant, eggplants. I've played this game. <laughs> you said this made history. <laughs> I looked it up. I've definitely played this game. It's, I feel it's like often I got this at a blockbuster. It, <laughs> it's an often forgotten little little gem from from the PS One era. But yeah, it did make history because it was the very first game to ever be fully um, developed in in uh, Quebec. So, Interesting. which is which is now a, lo- a much larger scene for video game development. Sure. Yeah, just a little um, bit. This Jersey Devil character looks like, yeah, he looks like if you put the SWAT cats together with like, (laughs) with like Bubsy. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) the time cat. (laughs) Yeah, and I don't know again because they're in, they're fully in Quebec, Canada. Why they're making a game about the Jersey Devil set in Jersey City? I don't know, but they, his they, influence you know they is did, they so great. It. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> everyone he's, knows about that guy. He's fucking iconic. <laughs> yeah, it's so <laughs> iconic that they chose to incorporate ignore no all part of the Jersey Devil. But either way, I still remember it. Eric played it. I played it. I remember that character. I was actually like like dumbfounded to find out that the Jersey Devil. T- In fact, if we could get a Jersey Devil DLC for Dead by Daylight, oh my I would God. really, I would, 
not even if like if you could just give me like put one of the put his costume like on one of the survivors, I yeah. would I would absolutely just fucking die. Um, but so yeah, so but that same year that they published Jersey Devil, um, they were um, bought out by a uh, another company whose name uh, I can't really remember at the moment. But basically, after like after like another year, uh, like a- that whole conglomerate sort of merged into one company, which became known as Behavior Interactive. Capitalism grinds on. <laughs> Um, but you know, and they went on to publish, or yeah, and they went on to publish like a couple more games. Um, they did like a really shitty Looney Tunes uh, tie-in mm-hmm. game. Um, but then, like a couple years after that, uh, Remy Racine, our, our original founder, ended up buying back with the with the help of some investors, buying back the company. Um, but because rare but because uh yeah rare but um because of like legal reasons they had to change the name of the studio so they're actually not called at this point in time (laughs) well you know at this point in time in the story they're not called behavior anymore they were behavior they are no longer they are now a a studio called artificial mind and movement incorporated now this is going to be important because there's a big big twist coming Really? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but before that, as artificial mind and movement, um, the the studio uh, <laughs> under like uh, so this is like the studio, but under like a plethora of different publishers, frequently <laughs> EA, Buena Vista, THQ, and those were all guys. Um, THQ. <laughs> they made a number of just like just all like wet fart licensed games, like they did like multiple Zack and Cody oh, games, no. a bunch of SpongeBob. Oh, well, that explains no. why the Spy Kids are killers like, in this game. They they were like, you know, remember when like we were kids and video game or video games would come out to tie into movies? Like these were the people that did it. The it Spy Kids fault. video games, shit like that. Uh, yeah. So like, um. <laughs> I have to quit. I yeah, have to drop they, out. They did uh, Ice Age, <laughs> Kung Fu Panda, Transformers. Um, they did the. <laughs> they did Iron Man, High School Musical. Wow. <laughs> multiple High School Musical games. Damn. For Easter, Chick- <laughs> Chicken Little, Scooby Doo <laughs> Unmasked. Uh, a couple Kim Possible games. That's or even two Supernatural style. I yeah, mean, I could have guessed the list that goes on. for sure. See, it, it sounds like these are the games that like your uncle buys you on accident so for funny. your birthday because he has like no idea. Yeah, for uh, Easter. Correct. Most of these, yeah. <laughs> most of these were like Game Boy and DS games. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, traveled a but, long way so, from their humble roots. Yeah, you know, but uh, you know, so again, yeah. so, so they they published a bunch of games like that. But in 2010, Artificial Mind and Movement announced that it was changing its name back to Behavior, uh, Behavior Interactive, due to a shift in focus to produce more original titles and less licensed stuff. But there was also a what I think is a more fundamentally important reason, and here comes the twist, is uh. Th- if you were to f- see their logo or like see you know see the company oh. like, stand onto like the video games that they make, you wouldn't see the full title of Artificial Mind <laughs> Movement. 
you would see the little acronym that they were going by, which was A2M, which in the internet means a very different thing to Oh, oh no, <laughs> no. <laughs> and I, I'm sorry to say it, but the little logo that was above the A2M Looked a little buttholey. <laughs> you know what? Kudos, kudos to them for growing up a little bit and realizing, like, hey, we probably should have had like what any twelve-year-old in here to tell us that this was the wrong name. Let's let's all you know move past this alive. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> This is what we I, talk about all the time. <laughs> yeah, for anybody who every anyone who hasn't like been <laughs> on the internet or, or at all, or it may or yeah, or alive at all. Um, A two M uh, is frequently a uh, an acronym used in pornographic websites uh, to describe the content of a video. Um, I love how. You just tried to like really professional, like describe it in the most professional way. Featuring ass to mouth play. Matt, we have no child listeners. They are all adults. All right, like the it is ass to mouth. He tried so hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what the f- even funnier thing is is I, you know, I found I you know I I went to the Wikipedia. <laughs> Um, for the company. Wow. <laughs> well, eventually I did um, because I went to the behavior page, uh, and then I went, and then I went to the A two A two M page, and then it you know linked to you know, and and they had to change the name because you know for these reasons, but also A two M means something different. So I, and, but it was you know a hyperlink to a different Wikipedia page. So I clicked on it. <laughs> And it's the Wikipedia page is called Ass to Mouth, and then in the corner, there's a there's oh a God. pencil sketch drawing of of a rendition of Ass to Mouth. <laughs> no. That is so. Funny. And it's the shortest fucking Wikipedia page ever, but it has this artistic I fucking never like like college <laughs> level like like it looked like someone did a like a figure drawing class where this was happening. I would have never guessed the history of um, the game company would bring me here. Never would have guessed it. I I my fingers cannot Google fast enough to get to this page. Oh my god. No. I wouldn't have guessed it. You never it's like you never, destiny. You never really. would have thought that the Dead by Daylight would lead us to ass to mouth, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> Wow. What a journey. What a journey, right? For this, for this little for little old Megatune. Wow. <laughs> Never the Jersey company Devil's that brought you Jersey Devil. <laughs> That's really good. Um, but that, you know, that pretty much brings us up to 2016, which is when Behavior took Dead by Daylight out of beta into full release. And actually sold more than a million copies in its first two months, which is pretty bananas for Damn. a video game. Um, and even even crazier, today the game has reached 
uh, at different points, um, a million daily users across all platforms. Million daily? Wow. Across all platforms. So we're talking PC, um, still, Xbox, you know, PlayStation, wow. pl- a mobile, because they released the mobile version. And only seven well. of them were killers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and in 2021, they actually reached 100,000 concurrent players two separate times, which is, I think, crazier. And, you know, and so since then, they've, I mean, again, they've, they've, hit various like heights of success they've released i think like 26 total dlc packs full of different survivors different killers um brand new levels costumes skins for you know you can dress up your favorite killer as as lots of different things they've done crossovers with um anime studios they've they've done attack on titan um uh, event uh i know what are they (laughs) fortnite yeah, do you remember any other ones, uh, Dylan, that weren't like specific? That didn't add any killers, but added like skins to like killers or survivors that you know make them seem like something else. Um, they did an Alice in Wonderland. I don't know. I, that counts, right? Oh yeah, they, yeah, they did do an Alice in Wonderland one. Whoever, um, well, the know. famous yeah, anime yeah, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, everyone, everyone's <laughs> favorite. Hey, American <laughs> McGee made the video game first. Yeah, well, <laughs> so they actually added a skin when you were talking about the Jersey Devil skin. Um, I was thinking of like, oh, like what killer could they do that? But they did a Jabberwocky skin that like honestly looks very similar to the Jersey Devil for one. Oh, of them. you know what? You're right. So, it does. Which was the Jabberwocky for though? Which killer? I think it's the artist who's very oh, right. fun to play against. I think. I love the artist. The artist is cool. She's like got these like weird like inky arms that can like turn into blades mm-hmm. and stuff she's she's creepy yeah. and she's got like these long like this long neck and long limbs she's really yeah, interesting i think uh, <laughs> her sound effects are very spooky i like them mm. i i also like the dredge because he looks like a weird like turkey oh my leg. god <laughs> he's like <laughs> this weird like just amalgam of like m- muck and limbs yeah, the dredge is one of the best designed ones in my opinion. Um He's so creepy and all his skins make him look so sure. different but still cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like the dredge. Mm-hmm. Let's drill down on that. <laughs> Who would you say is like your favorite character? Like I know you play Survivor a lot, but if you were going to play Killer who is your go-to? There's so many of them I'm trying to like think of all the killers now. I think probably like do you, do you typically play killer or are you more of a survivor main? You no, survivor I almost main? never play killer. Yeah, I play I play survivor <laughs> you mostly. Nasty little I... survivor main. <laughs> so then, who do you, do you have like a particularly favorite survivor? Um, well, so the way it works is all of the survivors have unique perks, but if you level them enough, you can get the perks on any of the other characters. Oh. Okay. So I don't really like stick to one survivor. Um. I mean, Yunjin Lee is like the hottest for sure. So <laughs> I always, I always play whoever's the hottest. That's <laughs> you know what? That's good a good move. Juking a, a killer. Move. <laughs> um, yeah, I always find it weird because I, I, you know, I, I, I see people on like you know, like Twitter or, or Twitch or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like talking about like what what survivor they main, and I'm like, does you can't really main a survivor? <clears throat> I mean, I guess you could just say I only play this survivor, but like. Yeah, it's not like in a fighting game where you main a character because they have a specific move set. Like they, you can get any 
perk on any survivor if you really want you know it takes a while but so really it is it just comes down to who looks the best like you said <laughs> yeah um and uh, i mean i use a lot of different perks uh, that's the thing like uh i i mean that's not the question the question was who do i mean i, I think if i was gonna play a killer i would probably play Ghostface because i think he's I think that he seems pretty balanced. Like it takes a lot of effort for him to like apply his power and the debuff and stuff. So I guess I should explain how he works maybe. Or is that like super (laughs) tedious? Okay. So Ghostface basically like he can, um, the way the game works is like when the killer's around you, you can hear like a heartbeat and it means that they're like closing in basically. So the way Ghostface works, and there's a few other killers that are this way, is they can go stealthy. So, like, he can crouch and you won't hear a heartbeat and he can kind of just, like, skulk around and look for you. Mm. And if he is following you and, like, looking at you while he's hidden for, uh, I don't know how long it is, a certain period of time, you get exposed, which means you go down in one hit. Usually you can take two hits before you get knocked down, but if you're exposed, one hit and you're down so i think there tends to be a lot of jump scares when you're playing against ghost faces and also like um a lot of back and forth between like trying to reveal him before he like gets his power activated and stuff like that that's pretty cool Um, that seems like a very interesting uh like kind of cat and mouse yeah so dynamic that is a little bit different from some of the other killers it it is very fun to play against. there's definitely some killers who Uh, are designed gameplay wise in a more fun manner and then there's some killers that are designed that it's just um it's not fucking fun at all to play against <laughs> <laughs> um uh the cenobite is the worst which one is it oh oh um pinhead but they have all the skins of the other cenobites yeah i don't Horrible. actually know what he does um like i was saying before my favorite killer is the is the plague um, cause she's like, you know, she, she, what you have to do is you run around and you charge up, uh, also her melee weapon is like one of those like incense, like, you know, the little, like, um, like priest or priestess, like incense. Like, Censure, metal, I think they're called things. or something. Yeah. And she like swings it at people. Um, uh, but her special ability is like, she has to like hold, like you charge up your vomit and then the longer you charge it, like, the farther it goes. And you do this, like, long spout of, like, projectile vomit. And you can, like, aim it at the survivors as they're running away from you. And as they get co- – like, if they get coated in your vomit, they, like – they, like, leave behind, like, stink. And they, like, make all this, like, gross, <laughs> like, coughing noise and stuff because they're, like, getting sick. Um, and yeah. there's all – if you play as her, um, when you start the game uh, around the map, um, they populate it with like all these like little fountains that they can like cleanse themselves at. Um, but if they cleanse themselves with the fountain, it becomes like this dirty, nasty, like corrupted fountain. And you can go over to the corrupted fountains and like soak up all the like corruption. And then you're like the next time you do like a vomit attack, it's like super powerful. And it's just like one hit, like knocks down the people that they get. It's like becomes like this black vomit that knocks them down instantly. That's fun. And they're just like, it's just, I just yeah. like running around puking on people. It's so funny. Cause you're like <laughs> charging it up and you slow down and you just go like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's some satisfying about <laughs> you doing the projectile vomit on people. So with, uh, with aesthetics in mind, then if you're, if you're, if you're usually aiming for whoever the hottest 
Survivor is. Mm-hmm. My follow-up mm-hmm. question is, have you played He's the dating sim? <laughs> no, I have not. The Hooked on You Dead by Daylight dating uh, simulator. Yeah. <laughs> Released summer 2022, Behavior did release a dating sim called Hooked on You uh, featuring like a number of killers and survivors that all date each other. I think it's, no, I think it's just the killers. <clears throat> No, I think the survivors are in. I mean, you might not date the survivors, but the survivors are in there yeah. for sure. I don't think you can Well, I didn't play, so I guess I don't know for sure, but I think you're just dating like <laughs> um like four of the killers, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I think it's Huntress, um the spirit, the, spirit. the trapper, and I think it's um the wraith. Uh, it, yeah, the wraith, that's the one. The wraith's um, cool. I love his design. <clears throat> He's like that. He like turns. He can turn invisible, but he like bangs mm-hmm. this like like ceremonial bell, bell to like do it. Yeah. And so like anytime he like goes invisible or turns visible again, like throughout the whole map, you can hear the bell ringing. And so it's like really scary because you hear the bell and you're like, oh shit, is he near me? You know, like you have to like mm-hmm. look around. The game does a great job of like really making you feel extremely tense, like at all moments. <laughs> That's fun though. I love it. It's, 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 it really, it's a multiplayer game that still manages to keep like the scares going because like if one thing I've found is that playing scary games with other people dramatically reduces their scary factor for me. Mm. But Dead by Daylight kind of forces you to sort of like step away from your friends to like accomplish the, 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 the goal of repairing all the yeah. generators so you can open the doors. So you tend to find yourself on your own a lot. And it's man, is it scary when you paced. hear that, when you hear that, that heartbeat. Yeah. You have to like start to like override like your instinct of like, okay, well I hear this heartbeat. That means they're close. So I have to run, but you have to kind of like gauge like, well, we only have, you know, this amount of generators done and we really need to like make progress on this. So I'm going to risk it and try and finish this. And so like also the way the game works is like every time it's very like sound based. So if you complete a generator, it makes a loud noise. The killer's alerted that a generator is completed and they can basically like head right there. And chances are like if you sprinted away, or whatever you're gonna leave track so it's kind of like they're always like getting notifications for where people are on the map and i believe that they see all the generators on the map so basically it's kind of just you run around until you find someone and then you kind of start hunting them yeah you can Um, see like the generators like through the terrain of the game the the mm -hmm. the visuals the way the game is presented is also interesting because like I, i think i said it earlier so when you're the killer you're playing in first person mode when you're a survivor you're playing third person mode so it's this also this fun balance of as as like the killer you are well you're the only dangerous thing in the game because the survivors have no way of hurting you they can stun you um and sort of slow you down they can emotionally abuse you they can emotionally abuse you (laughs) 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 they can make you feel really bad about yourself and you know, if they if the, if you're playing on Xbox and they uh, you know direct message you on Xbox after they connect do extra damage, you know, but um, <laughs> permanent. So that's like reserved damage. for like real shitheads, <laughs> but they always have their oh, messages. I've got, I've got a whole folder on my Xbox saved with people who've messaged me after Dead by Daylight. 
but uh but the but the, it's a cool balance though because like you know as, as the killer you're more dangerous but you have a more narrow like field of view whereas the survivor you know you can't do anything but you can see so much more of the map at any given time so you can like see, usually see the killer kind of like dicking around off on like the far side of the map and you're like ah we're fine but then it's funny because the killers have all these tools to make themselves get to you like in an instant you know so then you're like ah we're fine and all of a sudden like you know who's the killer who can like transport through like the the lockers is there somebody who does that or am i making sure that's the dredge <clears throat> yeah, no, that's so the dredge. You're, yeah, you're you're like, oh, we're fine, but then the dredge sort of like busts out of the locker that's right next to you, mm-hmm. and you're like, holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> and the dredge's music is so good. They started um, like reworking the killers <clears throat> individually, so they all have sort of their own soundtrack, which I thought was yeah. a really great addition. That's great. I love um, that. And the dredge's the dredge's is very like. I don't know. Tingly when did they is start like the doing that? Because like, um, because um, I know I like know. for a while the only person who had like anything like auditory that was like special was the huntress because yeah. she has this thing where she like hums this like lullaby that like you can hear, you know, from like halfway across the map if she starts moving towards you, which was always yes. very haunting. And then you know she's close because you hear the, the the her lullaby gets louder, and then you hear the heartbeat, and you're like, fuck. then she throws an axe Um, at you from like hmm. a mile away i don't know when they started doing it i think i think they yeah trick shots (laughs) that's (laughs) the worst uh man i mean we haven't even talked about like the perks like so like every survivor gets a loadout of four perks and the perks can range from like one of my favorites is premonition um shout out to tj who um kind of showed me how good it was um but basically when you look in the direction of the killer up to like i'm just gonna say like 30 feet because i don't like know the actual like measurements in the game but 30 feet if you're looking in the direction (coughs) excuse me you get like a a little auditory warning um so you know like okay i don't want to run that way Uh, Or it can range from exhaustion perks, which are usually, like, you get, like, a head start, or you get, like, to run very quickly to make some distance between you and the killer. Um, And the perks are super, there's a huge variety, and the amount of builds that you can make is pretty, like, wild. But the problem is, like, in solo queue, like, it is very robust. It's very, like, it's surprisingly, like, it's a very simple game in its mechanics but like the complexity really starts to open up when you're doing perks and stuff um you get into the minutia and yeah uh the problem is like in solo queue like that kind of stuff doesn't always work because people um you don't get to see what perks your team has and people generally no you can't really coordinate um so if you're trying like new perks like generally it's kind of a frustrating experience because you're like oh i want to try this cool little combo but like the situations never come up that it becomes like useful because people are just like you know not playing i don't (laughs) they're not playing like with the knowledge of like what you're trying to do you know they're just like oh i have sprint burst and self-care and blah 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 survival might be a, a, a very different strategy from player to player. That's what I'm hearing. <laughs> sure. Ton- oh, yeah. I mean, there's... 
I think what's interesting about the game is that, like, the kind of players that you play with really, really change the experience. And it's the same way with, like, killers. Like, there's certain people who play this game, and you can tell they've had a bad day, and they're here to take <laughs> their frustration out on everyone they come across. And then there's people who are just, like, little freaks who are, like, will play and, like, toy with you and, like, it's just, it makes the game much more um, in-depth when you sort of, I don't know, you'll start to, like, recognize, like, patterns in how different people play. And then, you know, you have survivors who will, like, hide in lockers all game and not do anything, and they're only out for, like, for escaping on their own. Or they'll have, like, perks that show where all the survivors are, so they'll, like run the killer to you to escape themselves like there's so many different perks and there's so many different people playing that like you run into people who are really cooperative or you run into people who are really like you know selfish and fuck you over just to like survive for 30 more seconds i mean it sounds like like i i kind of go go on eric it sounds like a ton of fun like i you know i was exposed to the game like relatively early on still before it had really developed and spread its wings into the creature that it is now but i like it's i always enjoy like the asymmetrical games like i think it's fun to be like kind of pitted against a player who has a completely different set of things uh objectives and skills to like work with so like you know i i Did you ever play personally that one game where you were like a bunch of like like mercenaries on like an alien planet and like the other person was like a giant monster that you were hunting yeah is that prey evolve 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 was from the creators of left for dead or the developers oh, okay. turtle rock studios and left for dead is my favorite game of all time i think like i have an embarrassing amount of time on that game and just recently, um, like a couple years ago, I like re-downloaded it and I like convinced all my friends to play. <laughs> and I just kept putting them in the fucking dirt. We were playing like versus <laughs> mode, which is like four survivors, four uh, infected. I think one of my friends at one point. Um, being a friend. <laughs> well, he called me a cunt because I just kept like. <laughs> Yeah, he got a little fired up. It was really fucking funny. And I'm just, like, giggling because I'm like, yeah. Get good. Anyway, pretty (laughs) much. But Dead by Um, Daylight is, like, so, it's so deep. There's, you know, and and one of the things I like about it, you know, a lot of, listen, I spend a lot of time, an embarrassing amount of time on, like, certain, like, fields of Twitter. And for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. Dead by Daylight happens to be one that gets pushed on me a lot. Like, I see a lot of Mm. Dead by Daylight Twitter. Um, Mm -hmm. And people are, like, all about, like, oh, this player's toxic, and that player's toxic, Mm -hmm. and everything's toxic. Mm -hmm. And I'm, like, over here with the, like, toxic vomit chick being, like, what do I do? But, but, you know, I kind of like like how you can run into, like, what you were saying, how, you know, there's so many different ways to play and different types of players. Like, you can run into, like, you'll, you'll get into a match, and you'll have a dude who's just, like you said, hides in a locker just so we can survive 30 yep. more seconds or like leads the killer to you. 
And then, like, that might seem like a shitty way to play, you know. And, yeah, I get, I don't know, I can see how some people would get aggravated by that. But when it, that happens sure. to me in games, I just kind of, like, take it as, like, well, I, I kind of am a character in a horror movie. And, like, sometimes that's, right. like, that happens in horror movies. You have the shitty dude yeah. who, like, leads Leatherface yeah. to the people so he can survive. <laughs> you know, I, that's, like, part of the game. Yeah. Like, I think that's actually kind of sure. fun. And it leads to, like, funny stories where you're, like, I had this fucking... <laughs> asshole who yeah who like hit, you know i totally who, who agree. ran who like made a loud noise ran into the room with me hid in the locker and then leatherface showed up and ate me you know, yeah it's like, yeah <laughs> i have like goofy had stuff one. too you know like uh, i saw a video of like you know all the 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 killer had knocked everybody down but but the mm-hmm. door to the exit was open so he let them all crawl to the to race the, to the exit and then wow. and then like it it was the um it was the the oni who has the big stick that he slams down mm-hmm. and he did like the like rally girl thing where he lined them all up and then like slammed the ground and let them all like crawl to see who gets to the exit <laughs> first yes <laughs> the check well, like, from you'll... the oni <laughs> i had this one game where i was um there was somebody hiding in a locker and they hadn't done like anything all game, which like I, I'm a competitive person and like, mm-hmm. I appreciate like all of the facets of this game. I think it, it's fun. Like, like I said, like running into people who play differently, it can be fun, but sometimes it can be frustrating. Sometimes you just so, want like, to win a game. <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes you want to, you know, you want to win, you want to escape. But this person was, like, just hiding and doing nothing. And I think it was me and them left and my friends. I was like, where are they? Like, are you spectating? Like, tell me where they are. So I ran into the room that they were in, and I just started making a bunch of noise to lure the killer over. <laughs> and then I sprinted off. And they <laughs> they got found, and I ended up escaping in the hatch. <laughs> oh, right, because the hatch so is a special feature that, like, <laughs> yeah. so, so when everybody else, if you're the last survivor left, right, then, like, the this hatch will, like, spawn somewhere in the map. And then you mm-hmm. can it opens up, and even if you haven't unlocked all the generators and like open the doors, like you can still escape if you find the the hatch by like listening for like yeah. wind tunnel sound. Um, right, that's how it works. That is like yeah, that's the most intense part. Of, I think like when you're the last person left and you're both just like frantically running around the map trying to find the hatch. That's right, the like killer's trying to find the, the hatch to intense. shut it, yeah. and then you're you're trying to find the hatch so you can get the fuck out. <laughs> My favorite part about the game, um, my favorite part about the game is like, honestly, it's so, um, like mind game heavy. Like you have to really like be thinking about like your next move, like where, so like, I guess the terminology of the game is like jungle gems are set up throughout. And like the whole point of the game is like, there's different blocks that are advantageous to the survivor and there's blocks that are advantageous to the killer. And you, obviously, as the survivor, want to be making your way towards the blocks that you can, like, lose the killer in. And, like, um, it feels very good when you're playing a survivor and you, like, predict what the killer's going to do. And then you just kind of, like, you know, give them the slip and you disappear and they, like, you know, run around having no idea where you went. Um, right, because because there's like all sorts of um, like like 
little like windowsills or like like places where you can like vault over that the killer yeah. can't, you know, and the killer has to move the long way around. Or if there's well, like, the killer little... can vault them. Oh, but but they're super. It's slow, like it's not right? fast. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. slower. Or they have um, to like break it or something. Yeah. Or there's like these pallets that are strategically placed all over the place where if you like, mm-hmm. you can like slam the pallet down as you're running past it and it slows the killer down because he has to yeah. break it. Or if you time it right, you can like drop the pallet on his fucking dome and it like stuns yeah, him for like them. a little bit. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had this one game. <laughs> it, it was truly the best match I've ever played. Uh, a killer it was the huntress the one who throws hatchets and stuff um she chased me the entire game like my team finished every single generator i didn't take a single hit i think i smashed her in the face with every pallet i came across (laughs) like it got to a certain point where she stopped chasing me and would like when she saw that it was me she would actively be like no yeah She'd be like exit stage was, left i'm not dealing with yeah, this one it was so funny i would literally start like trying to run in and like interfere in the other chases so that it was just it was crazy best game i ever played was a game where i ended up being the last survivor uh i was up against a hillbilly and i he, he was the the two like generators that were left were like so close together it didn't make any sense for me to try and get them so I had my only option really was to look for the hatch and I could not find it and neither could the hillbilly and the match lasted like 45 minutes because me and him were like Ooh. running oh, all over God. the place and he was just like <laughs> come get me like I'm just let's end it he was messaging me on Xbox <gasps> <laughs> while the game was still happening because he was like just come out so i can kill you and i was like fuck no i'm gonna get out of here <laughs> and, and eventually I, I did escape i found the hatch before he did and it was the f- i i was like i'm not losing this i had such like dedication i was like i don't care if i sit here for an hour and a half yeah sometimes you get really like you get into those mentalities like <laughs> Some killers will just knock you down and not put you on a hook, and that just drags out the game for so long. And sometimes when a killer knocks me down, I'll be like, fine, you want to drag this game out? I will crawl into a corner, and you will never find me, and we'll be here for 40 minutes. <laughs> I will <laughs> bleed to death when I on get, my own that, terms. That, that term is called, uh, what they call it, slugging, right? With you. They, yeah, they knock slugging. you down, but they don't pick you up. Slugging. Because uh, <laughs> it slows down the game to a fucking slug crawl. Uh, yeah, but I understand the strategy, but it's still it's annoying when you're like stuck, especially when like they do it to everybody and they're looking for that one last person. And all three yeah. of you are just like crawling around like dweebs, you know? Yeah, like, wow, I started I trying just, like, to build. Yeah, I started trying to build around like being slugged because there's a yeah. perk where it's like once per game, like you can get yeah. up when you've been knocked down. Um, and then Cheryl Mason, who's from Silent Hill, uh, she has a perk called Soul Guard, where if everybody's hexed, oh my god, I, we haven't even talked about hexes. Um, <laughs> so there's killer perks that are like super, super powerful that are tied to these little totems that uh, spawn randomly in the map. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, they range from like... Uh, Wow. Um, 
like you can't drop pallets in a chase to like when the generators are all completed, everybody's exposed and you go down. Yeah, hit. they're generally like um, really powerful perks. Are they perks? Right. Yeah, perks, they're generally yeah, really but powerful perks. You can perks. remove them if you get rid but, of it. Yeah, but you can permanently remove them from the game. So normally you like just like a survivor, a killer has perks that they can pick from, but they have like their access to extra powerful ones. But like we said, you, they can be permanently removed from the match if you find the right totem that they're bound to. Uh, but it's, you know, it's always a gamble if you find it because, you know, the killer might know where they are, too, because generally a good yeah, idea if I you, think if they you do. can spot them while you're uh, while you're running around because the killers don't know where they are. Right. I think they do. I think the killers uh, do know where their their hex totems are. Yeah. So um, kind of like guarded. But, yeah, it's a, yeah a lot of killers will. Um, so, so there's this one perk, yeah, there's this one perk called soul guard that Cheryl Mason came with that if you're hexed, meaning if there's a a hex totem active, um, you can get up like yourself, like constantly. Like, so if you get slugged and you're crawling, you can just keep getting up up. and yeah. Um, which is pretty cool. So I've tried, the thing is, is like, I'm trying to build these like, more fun loadouts but you you don't really get to use them as often in solo queue like the the situations don't show up as much um but it's all fun you know it can it it definitely can be a very frustrating game but i I don't think there's a competitive game on the market that isn't frustrating right like yeah you you get into those competitive modes like it's it's everything's possibly like there's the every game has the possibility of making you frustrated like you know it's not any different than anything else but uh i mean i I feel like i I can attest to seeing dylan rage quit and then come back like 20 (laughs) minutes later like you know what it's not it's not the game's fault it was that player's fault i'm gonna play more i'm gonna get back in (laughs) (laughs) oh i mean like with overwatch i would get so mad um, and I think the thing with over, like, the thing I like about Dead by Daylight is there's no chat when, like, on the PlayStation. So, like, you can't get, like, flamed. People can't, like, it takes so much effort for them to do it. Whereas, like, if you're playing a game like Overwatch or, like, League of Legends, like, if you don't turn off the chat, people have so much access to just, like, flame you and, like, yeah. call you slurs. And you're just like, why am I even playing this game? Like, what? I get nothing out of this. Yeah. Dead by Daylight, like, it is, it can be demoralizing, but, like, nobody generally is, like, you know, calling you the F slur. Yeah, nobody's Um, griefing you and being, you know, intentionally. Oh, well, they're griefing. Listen, as Dylan doesn't have this experience because he's a survivor main, but I'm a killer main. And let me tell you, you get griefed all the time because survivors are little annoying assholes and they do everything that they can to make you as miserable as possible. But that oh being said, God. I still See, love from my perspective, from my perspective, <laughs> it's the killers that do that. Like the worst part of the game, I think is when killers will like camp you. And then it's just like, okay, so like my experience playing the game is you knocked me down in the first five minutes, threw me on a meat hook and I just get to sit here for 10 minutes that's it it's just like it's not a fun or engaging way <laughs> to play the game and so many killers do that like there's i like when you eat shit if it's fair and square and the killer just 
you know, outmined games you, like, used good perks, like, you know, did their thing, that's fine. I'm okay with that. I just don't want to get camped, you know? I yeah. find that really boring. No, well, I mean, gen- but generally, like, it, it is weird to camp people. I mean, like, I can't, like, I don't know, because sometimes I get called out for camping, even though I'm not, like, I stay, like, sometimes I stay generally close to the person because I know, because I've seen <laughs> the other people... <laughs> But I've seen. But what? What am I supposed to do? Right. Not go after the person that I know is there because I right, saw right, them. Right. You know, like that's not camping. It's like I yeah, know you're here. Sure. I just have to find you. It's not my fault. You're two feet from the guy on the hook. Um, but like you know, generally it's not even a good idea in the game because while you're just standing there in front of the person on the hook, everybody else is doing the, you know, objectives, and then you lose out on. You know, you might kill one person, yeah. maybe two. But it's better to just like yeah. spread your your. <clears throat> spread yourself out but like man is it annoying when you're a killer and like you have like i'll admit it's being outplayed but when you're like you spend the first five minutes of a match chasing a person who just knows every single way to get every inch past you and you just like like, well this is a waste and then you leave and then the whole rest of the team spends the rest of the game like flickering their flashlights in your face and you can't catch any of them and they're like haha (laughs) asshole flick 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 flick, flick. here's a flashlight and you can't catch anybody and then they all like dance around you as like (laughs) one of them opens the door and you just can't stop it and then they all like fucking moon you as they leave you're like all right i will (laughs) i'll say this i don't do any of that unless the killer has like camped or like done something like toxic you know i I think that's the that's another thing about this game that's really interesting is like there's um there's like you know there's gestures in the game that have like different meanings right and like when you're on the hook and the killer is just like wailing on you when you're on the hook you're like okay you need to relax you fucking weirdo but like if a killer does that then i'll start getting toxic like then i'll like teabag like at the end when i'm escaping. and that's when the you know spiral I mean? but, starts because uh, this is if this is you and but, me in the game because this is the game where like you and me are in it and you're the survivor and i'm the killer and you've spent like i've spent like half the game there's only one jana writer left i've only chased you for like 15 minutes i finally catch you and and i'm so mad i just go fuck you just i'm gonna make sure you die and everybody else can live i don't care yeah that's the thing about it like sometimes that's just how people you know everyone's bringing their own like their own energy experience to the, to the yeah exactly right so like that's when i say like i'm dead serious like i've been fucked with by people on this game so bad that it's like okay i guess you really yeah. needed this victory i'd rather you be doing this to me virtually than like murdering someone in real life yeah but, well that's why that's why i don't ever really put too much like i, I might i might get heated within the like you know 10 minutes of the match sure been, but like i never yeah. i never i never like I'm not going to go to Twitter and like whine about how broken the game is or how toxic the community Mm. is. Like I might get heated in the one match, but it's like, I I can't, I don't have the, you know, and I'm, I'm getting older now. I don't have the time to get mad about this game. Like, like outside of one given match. I do think that this community does complain a lot about the state (laughs) of the game. Um, I do. And I've definitely I do. Find done me, it. Find me one single gaming community that doesn't. True. Yeah, but I don't think that like, I think the nature of like you can shut off the chat. There's no game chat like while you're in game. So like the only time you're really having access, as far as I know, 
I haven't played on the PC yet. Um, as far as I know, um, like you can't like shit talk during the game. So like your yeah, experience you playing the game is like you can't be like tilted by like a message. I mean, unless somebody is like taking the time to like harass you like while playing. Yeah, but you, oh but my god, wait. <laughs> unless you've unless you like it's the situation like I had where we were sitting in the game for like an hour. Yeah, and, and the yeah. guy had time to do it. <laughs> yeah, he's like tired. Like I just want to go. I just want to um, play a different game. Please. I got dinner. So this is a really funny story. I was playing with. Um, you both know Bradley Clayton. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Bradley Clayton. Uh, we were playing together one time, and there was a killer who was just like camping and like being toxic. And Brad had gotten hooked and killed, and he was camping. I think me. So Brad messaged him, and just was like, "Stop being a little bitch!" <laughs> like bullied <laughs> this killer, <laughs> and the killer stopped like stopped playing shitty it was just really really funny just like watching that happen like in live <laughs> i shouldn't yeah, be I like do, celebrating think... cyberbullying somebody but True, i also think but... that sometimes people need to be fucking cyberbullied <laughs> hot take from i'm Dylan. just saying uh you know there's but, certain uh, people not you know i could no, i do think i could find game... some people I do think this game, the community <laughs> tends to be a little, uh, you know, a little whiny, like, mm-hmm, because, mm-hmm. because like you were saying, you can't really like, there's so, so much of it, it is like people being like, oh, like this one perk or this one killer is like broken. So if you use yeah. it, like you're ruining the game, like, and everyone's like, it, like, it's almost like the game, like halts, like, because these people are like, man, I lost. You know, and it's like, I don't know. The game's not that serious, but it's just fun. It's just a fun game where you die or you kill or you survive. Like, who cares? Yeah. I just want to look at cool character designs, man. (laughs) I think it's like, it's definitely, I would say it's not, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It doesn't like stick with you, like the frustration of the game. Like I've played other competitive games where somebody has been like a super huge shithead to me and I've felt like shit, like for like 30 minutes after playing (laughs) you know and like i've tried to like cut those games out of my life or like engage them in a more because i am a competitive person i like i think that's the problem it's like i like um competition but some people are just so horrible (laughs) that it makes it (laughs) almost unbearable to play yeah so I guess the uh, the moral of the story is uh, enter the, the the realm of the entity, enter the mist, you know, at your own risk. Uh, you, you may yeah, your experiences you, may differ. <laughs> yeah, if you're a patient person and you like horror games and you like, um, you know, you like cat and mouse stuff and you kind of want to like, I don't know, pit yourself against somebody who. You know, if if you like like slasher movies and you never thought like, oh, wonder if I would survive, like, this is a good the one, good test of it. <clears throat> it's like um, it's fun to, yeah. I mean, like I was saying earlier, like part of the fun of it, and I think the most complex part uh, that people you know underestimate, and like what I think you need to get good at when you're starting is the you mind games, like trying to think of like, okay, the killer's gonna expect me to go here, so I have to go here and. 
you know, it takes a lot of time to get good at it. You know, it's like with any other competitive game or anything else in life, like you have to, you got to put the time in. The problem is a lot of people get discouraged because it's not a, sometimes if you're bad at the game, it's a very, um, it's not an interactive experience. You just get thrown on the hook and you're dead. Uh, I was going to say what you said earlier really resonated with, like, I feel like you have to sort of like immerse yourself in it. Think of it as like, you know, this is a horror game. This isn't like meant to be like a perfectly balanced, like competitive, like tournament game. Like it's just meant to be fun for fans of horror and you got to try your best. And sometimes you get out and sometimes you don't. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I approach it. And honestly, it, it, it I started I started to really look at it that way and I have had way more fun like and, and been way less mad. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think that's the way you gotta look at it. But um you know, like you said, it's if you really if you do wanna like be a frequent survivor, you might have to put the time in. Uh you but, definitely uh, have to. I mean I played it first um at school with you. Like you had it on the Xbox yeah. and I was like Oh, I don't know if I really like that. I'm I was like more into Friday the thirteenth and then like the oh, more I played Dead yeah. by Daylight, the more I was like, actually, um it's way more complex than I thought and like it it gets you into that like that adrenaline like state more often where it's like, Oh my god, I'm getting chased, like do <laughs> I you know, can you lose the killer in a chase? That's the most fun for me. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I think that's, uh, you know, I mean, uh, again, we uh, collectively, the the podcast uh, really enjoys this game. Uh, You know, your experience may vary uh, depending on your personality type, but I give it a big recommend. I think your stress levels in life. (laughs) Uh, Eric, I'm sure, you know, he, he doesn't play it as much, but he I'm sure you give it a rec. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, like the few times that I have played it, I have really enjoyed myself. I, you know, I I played it a lot earlier on than the state of the game now. Uh, and I think that has been a little bit like intimidating for me just to be like, oh, you know what? Let me dive first, head first, like right back into all of this and figure everything yeah, out. It can be tough. And like, I, I, I have <clears throat> been far more reluctant as a solo player to jump back into it. But honestly, like, listening to all this has kind of got me like in the mood to Give dip a, a toe back in and see oh, what's going on. Yeah. Tune Twitch so stream. I, <laughs> so I think that like, it's another one of those games that has like a, a built in like matchmaking system and like ranking system. So I think if you're new to the game, it's almost better to play solo for a little while. Because if you start playing with people who have played for a while, you're almost <laughs> always going to get matched up against killers who will run you <laughs> down. Like you're not yeah, going to escape true. at all. You're going to die. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go. Um, I'll go. Uh, make my bones. You know, yeah, try to out, outrun ones. some plebes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, so you know, I think now we can get into you know the hot topic of the day is the Dead by Daylight comic because uh, you know the game has seen such huge success lately uh, over the past couple of years you know uh, that they to the point where they released uh, you know the the dating sim the little spin, a couple spinoff oh. games um, and now they have just this month released the Dead by Daylight comic actually there is, even is uh, news about a possible Dead by Daylight movie. 
Yes, on the horizon Ooh. from Blumhouse, yeah. I believe, right? From Blumhouse, <laughs> Atomic Monster Productions, James Wan. The, I mean, what a combination. I, yeah. I, I can only pretty hope for crazy, good things. Actually. Yeah, it's, it's pretty nuts. I mean, that's like a hell of a... <laughs> a, a, a place to start for a for a video game movie but um yeah so we got the the dead by daylight comic eric do you want to uh lead us into some uh, questions for dylan why don't you tell us a little bit about uh i guess the the comic itself you said it's almost like a a prequel to one of our killers mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the story that i was hired to do um is about legion which um, is in the game, there it's one killer basically, but there's four skins um, that are like representative of like different characters. Um, so the idea is that these four like teenagers basically kind of started getting influenced by the entity. They sort of just met each other at like a bad time in their lives and started like, kind of doing, like, um, like, juvenile delinquent stuff, like, around their town. Hanging um, out with the wrong crowd? Yeah, basically, this <laughs> one, well, I don't want to, like, spo- should I talk about the plot, like, in the first issue? It's out, but I don't want to, like, spoil it for anybody. No, you, um, can, you can talk about it, I think. Okay, yeah. so, the first issue, basically, this uh, kid, Frank, um, he is sort of in and out of the foster care system and he winds up in this town called ormond and his his foster parent is this alcoholic who's just like not a nice dude the whole point of it is basically like he's not um gonna be like a good influence in frank's life and uh so Frank goes to school. He meets this girl named Julie, who is a little bit of a freak, probably more so than (laughs) Frank. And (laughs) she introduces Frank to her friends, which are Joey and Susie. And they just all sort of start bonding over, like, shared, like, insecurities of, like, you know, being a teenager and trying to, find your place in life. Um, but they start doing like increasingly, um, bad things around the town. So in the first issue, they vandalize the school, their high school, and they get, uh, basically caught in the act by like local police and they lead the police on a chase. The police lose them. And they end up stealing the cop car and lighting it on fire. Nice. And nice. sort of that's like the big event that brings them together. Um, in, the, in the game, uh, when you actually play the game, there's like these tomes that sort of have all this lore um, about the characters. Um, but Legion in particular is four teenagers. And I believe that the idea is sort of like the longer that they're sort of like together working together, the more like in sync their like thoughts and their emotions become. So like, even though they're four separate like bodies, they're sort of like, they're like psyche and their like minds have sort of like formed together in a way. 
That's kind of cool. Um, they like all escalate together. Yeah, it's so like it's sort, sort of, of a, like sort of a sense eight thing. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, sense eight. <laughs> oh, uh, rest in peace. <laughs> so that that brings up another interesting uh, kind of question. Have you like being you know you didn't write it, but being the artist, do you see mm-hmm. like? other mechanics of the game like really leaking into the the story in a way that like impacts it um no Maybe not in the first issue but uh <laughs> no it's i i mean as far as i know um so i haven't gotten the the full script for the fourth issue um nadia is the writer nadia uh, shamas i believe i'm sorry if oh, i mispronounced awesome. nadia <laughs> Um, but, um, wrote like little Easter eggs to include, but nothing like, and now they run around and put a teenager on a meat hook. You know, there's nothing that's like Mm -hmm. a direct reference to like the gameplay that you're experiencing. Um, which is, I think like, I'm, I'm kind of glad about that because I feel like, um, I feel like games that have so much lore written that are functionally just like you know it's an arena you're doing the same thing you're running around you're pairing generators you're getting hooked you're dying or you're leaving um i feel like it's sort of like a waste almost to not take advantage of like the lore in a more you know impactful way because like Mm -hmm. you know when you're playing this game you're not thinking like oh, this character's, you know, going through this, or this is why they're here, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're not really thinking about any of that. And it's so extensive that I'm glad that they're kind of giving the time to explore it in, you know, the medium of comics. Obviously, I'm grateful to have the job, but I also think that, like, a lot of people who play the game um, sort of play it to unlock these, like, lore bits and i think it's a really smart decision and i think um that the horror of the game is actually pretty good like it has a lot of interesting um you know some of it's hit or miss but like for the most part like the idea of all these people getting spirited away and like selected Mm -hmm. almost to kind of live out their like weird negative cycles for eternity is a really interesting concept in my opinion um yeah i think it's really cool like um as far as I know, like, basically, like, the at the end of each match, like, the entity sort of, like, wipes everybody's memory and then, like, starts it all over again. Interesting. I didn't know that. Uh, so, like, cause, I... Because otherwise I, they'd stop being, like, you know, very emotional because they'd be like, ah, whatever, he killed me, I'll come back later. Right. <laughs> that makes sense. I mean, that's interesting and I'm kind of glad that they, like... I like when games that have that sort of build in a reason for the like repetitiveness of it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, I love when they do that. Yeah. But I, but like basically there's uh there's the archive, right? Which is like what you're talking about. It's sort of like the, it's like a twofold, like it's where the season pass kind of stuff goes, but it's also where yeah. all the lore bits are unlocked. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like a fairly new addition. I mean, not that new at this point, but still fairly new. Um, because like so and then the the lore behind it is like there's right there's this guy named the observer who is like he found like a tower that exists like outside of the entity's like influence and he like he like 
writes everything down and like collects stories and like snippets of like all these people's like lives <clears throat> and like so when you unlock like stuff in the season pass you're like actually unlocking like stuff he's archived for you know probably his prosperity <laughs> as yeah. he's, since he's stuck stuck here in this like weird like nightmare dimension yeah that's pretty cool it is really cool i think it has a lot of like I mean, like, in concept, like, people being trapped in a dimension, it's very reminiscent of Silent Hill, which I think is a fascinating, you know, game. I think, like, Silent Hill 2 and 3 and 4 are some of the best horror games, Um, like, in terms of plot and, like, just eeriness, you know? And, Mm -hmm. like, I think that Dead by Daylight definitely has some... For sure. I think Dead by Daylight has some really interesting um, aesthetics, but I I think the game is not a good vehicle for, like, story. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, unless you're the type of person who's literally just playing through to unlock the, like, the, the story, then that's cool. I guess if that's how you engage with it, then maybe it is enough, but... I prefer, like, if a, if a game's story-driven, I want to, like, play the story. You know what I mean? I want to experience it. I don't want it Definitely, to be, yeah. like, a, like, an afterthought or, like, something separate. Maybe not an afterthought, but you know what I mean. Yeah. But that's so, why I think it's cool that they've started doing this, where they have, you know, they're I making agree. a movie, um, and they have this these comics. I love the idea. I honestly hope that they make more prequel comics, like, about giving more context to the characters and the killers. Not only just for <laughs> your own sake, which I hope you would get still be involved in more of these, but uh, I, I just, like, I think it's such a great way to expand the lore of the game without like having to like you know make a new video game or like, mm-hmm. i completely agree. change much about what they're doing i agree so um being that like the game does have like a very established kind of aesthetic and it is kind of like locked within these you know arena based settings like do you did is there like any particular like wellspring that you were drawing from when like thinking about like visually representing this world and like are there any like specific horror influences that you're like oh yeah like i i pull from this and that so the comic is not like it doesn't take place in the like the like other realm yet like it's just in this small town so um the script had like a lot of good references for like you know, here's a little small town, blah, blah, blah. Here's like what I'm thinking. Like, this is the location and stuff. So I didn't have to do a lot of like that work, but I did try to tie in some like motifs that I thought would, my intention is like, cause I'm, I still haven't finished the fourth issue, but my intention was like, as these characters start to become more influenced by the entity and as their like bond to it starts to solidify the um, like the structures of the panels and um, hi baby that's my cat sorry um, <laughs> so like in the first panel um, Matt mentioned that the entity has like spidery limbs and stuff um, uh, I started sort of sneaking in like at once in one scene there 
like having a little bonfire in the middle of the woods and i thought it would be cool to like replace some of the trees with like the spidery legs just to sort of like start to show like the overlapping um like boundaries i guess of the realms and in the third issue i can't obviously share or show any of it top secret it's top secret but i i started to incorporate that more and that was also like in the script like we can start to like show this and you know start to kind of put this on there um so i think me and nadia were both very like on the same page about that like trying to like show the progression of their relationship and like how to do that in art kind of came from like because there's a dream sequence in the first Mm -hmm. issue that i wanted to i broke up like the panel borders with the like leg sort of like blade across the page and like in a very like manic like zigzagged manner um and i wanted to start doing more of that um as the issues progressed because obviously like the longer that they're doing these things and the longer that they're in contact with each other um the more you know that it's gonna kind of bleed into their lives um and i think the third the third issue is my favorite so far um i'm really excited for that one to come out because i i think uh i think i started taking a little bit more liberties with the like the visuals of like the Mm -hmm. horror visuals because that's not really something you get a ton of in the game you know you're kind of just like the horror visuals are really dependent on like the character designs and the skins and like that's really it you know how Mm -hmm. how much of a chicken shit you are like how jumpy you are when somebody like runs (laughs) around the corner yeah, as like the artist, I, you get to really like take control of the camera and yeah, um, and also just like choose the visuals. Like there was a sequence in the third issue that like um, Nadia had written, and I was like, "Can I like push this in this direction a little bit?" And I think it was like I found it pretty disturbing, and um, I thought just visually it looked really cool, and I think uh, hopefully that other people feel the same but um i'm looking forward to seeing it <clears throat> yes yeah same i'm i'm really excited about it but i think like i didn't really get to do much in the, like designing the like the realm of you know where the entity is but i'm hoping if they decide to do more of these Pursue that, more. yeah um I really wanted to do one. Um, so there's like, there's these two characters, survivors, um, <clears throat> named Felix and Elodie. Mm-hmm. And their lore, I haven't read like the full thing, but I was just sort of like browsing. Um, their lore is that they were like sort of members when they were kids, like of this like cult that like worshipped the entity. And they would mm-hmm. sort of like, go off on their own and like do like little exploration things and like sort of like came in contact with it like in their their youth um so i thought that would be a really interesting like direction to explore because i think like i think cult horror like cultists in horror are that's just like a genre that like i always love like i love seeing how like Mm -hmm. how 
people who grow up in it kind of perceive this very fucked up thing as like completely normal. And I think that, I think a lot of people probably can relate to that. Cause like, you know, you'll grow up with like, Oh, this is just my normal life. And then you'll tell somebody and they're like, what? <laughs> yeah. That crazy. kind of reality breaking moment where you're yeah. like, Oh, everyone's not like this. <laughs> yeah. Real quick without getting okay, way too off topic. Have you seen the yeah. lodge? Um, the lodge. Is that the one with, um, the two kids who their dad and their yes. new stepmom. Yes. yes, I did yes. see that one. Okay, okay. Cult. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Um, I forget I forget what it is. There's I don't know if you guys have seen it, but there's a um I'm trying to think of the name of it. There's a Mary Elizabeth Winstead cult movie. Um I for the life of me oh, it's called um uh, faults. I don't know if have you guys seen that one at all. I don't think so. Uh, it it's about a guy who's like a sort of like um like one of those like uh a seminar dudes who that goes around giving like like motivational advice speaker. motivational speaker. But his whole thing is that he he's like his whole specialty is he like helps people like de um program from being in a cult ah an important role in our and, society and so it's about this guy who, but, he, but he's like <laughs> but he's like super like but he's like super terrible like he's like right out of the gate like he you like the the movie shows that he's like not good at anything but he oh, accepts like this job his from this fa- yeah no it, it's just that oh. he's just not really like <laughs> he's, he's not he's <laughs> He's not secure enough in himself to to be doing any sort of reprogramming for anybody oh, else. But he but he but His he accepts a job. Yeah, but the, but he accepts a job from like the this like uh, mother or this husband and wife um, to like kidnap and like deprogram their daughter who like ran mm. away and joined a cult. And so he the whole movie is like him locked in this like uh, connected uh, motel room with her trying to like break her from. Oh. Uh, the 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 cult uh teachings uh and it's like it's really good it's a really weird like almost like uh it's it's like a a horror thriller comedy almost it's really good it sounds good highly recommend it yeah it sounds really it's on i think it's on amazon it's called faults so anyone wants to know Uh, but yeah we all i love love cult cult movies and cult tales there's so i i definitely would like to see that as a because I I've actually read that lore uh, probably about as much as you have um, mm-hmm. for those characters and it's really interesting. There's like so many cool things. Like there's like one killer in the the game who he's called the Blight, and mm-hmm. he's like a guy who was a survivor, mm-hmm. but like every so often in the 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 entities like world these like weird like flowers and i forget what they're called they like pustules. grow but they're like weird like pustuly like leaky flowers that like apparently can harm the entity and like break people from its like control and mm. so like they grow every once in a while and the entity has like the killers uh like go around and like r- destroy it all but this one dude like found the flowers and like experimented with it and like mutated himself into this big like hulking like a fucking Resident Evil looking asshole. <laughs> That's sick. That and so like, his cool. his lore is like really interesting. Yeah, that one. Um, I mean, I guess it depends on what they want to do. You know, I think like if they want to develop like 
the actual like world that all these people are stuck in that would be really interesting i think what's cool about it is that there's so many paths that they can take and they can also still just like you know create original things like i personally because i love playing survivors i would love to get into that side of it a little bit more um, yeah let me ask you but before we, you know it gets too late and we lose you yeah is that this is kind of a vice versa situation is there anything specifically like in the game that you're like yes please let me in the script like if we can somehow manage to work x in like what is something that you're like dream it, scenario be dream would be piece. like yes i get to work on this thing you're saying like uh, like a like if i could choose any story in the world to to work on is that what you're asking yeah yeah i mean you got a chance throw it out into the universe who do you who do you want to mm. draw next oh man <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to say like i think i would love to like i think it would be interesting to do like trial like pick like a group of characters who have like established personalities like in the lore and try and like show like the building of teamwork and like cooperation like over time mm-hmm. like with them while i mean i love when like it's really hard to say i think if i had to choose i would choose the like cult one because i just think like cults are fucking creepy um those two characters felix and elodie they would be fun to draw um mm-hmm. and there's lots of like from what i understand there's a lot of like cave exploration which i love the descent Ooh. so like there would be like that element of like claustrophobia and like when yeah. I, I mean lots you both know lighting. how yeah you both know how comics work like i think it would be a really fun like it would it would open up a lot of interesting layouts to do that but like storytelling yeah, wise like I think, like, showing characters, like, over time, like, learn cooperation and, like, how you react and how you, like, I don't know, what kind of psychology would pop up when you are just kind of trapped in this endless loop of whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's all. There's a lot of really interesting, like, avenues to explore in it Definitely. but i do think that the cult thing would be the most fun because like I, I can just like cave exploration scary as fuck like cults are scary <laughs> i think like the trope of like realizing that your parents or like your loved ones are sort of embroiled in something that's like insidious i think that's a fascinating like plot trope or whatever that Definitely. i think like is always fun to explore um, and in yeah in the inverse is there anything specifically that like you've seen in the script or like you know worked on so far that you're like man i really wish we could do or see more of this stuff in the game mm. <clears throat> kind of like the opposite <clears throat> approach well i feel like it, <laughs> to put like what i would want to see in the game in the game it would have to be just like a completely like different structure you know what i mean like the game doesn't Mm -hmm. like i love the narrative of the story i love the like exploration of like these characters descent because i feel like nadia and i have tried to for some of the characters you know um we've tried to like approach them with like sympathy because i think that the most 
interesting in some ways i I mean in my opinion like the most interesting like villains have like some degree of like understanding and i think what's sad and i remember i remember we talked about this is like it's like they're choosing the worst possible path for themselves and like they're Mm -hmm. also like being influenced by this otherworldly thing um but that's really hard to say i don't know how they could incorporate like more narrative into the game um, yeah, it's tough, but that's you know it's so that's it's kind of why I like I said before why I think it's great that they're doing this mm-hmm. uh, by expand expanding the story in other ways. Almost some yeah, memory. yeah, because like, I don't one think thing you can I would really like, put it in the game. I really don't. Yeah, one thing I would like to see, I don't know, in the movie or you know in future comics or anything. You know, I would like to see, like you said, like trials. You know, where mm-hmm. the characters are sort of like established and they have to work together but i'd like to see other trials that aren't just fixing generators like Mm -hmm. i understand that like that's how the game is built and they you know it would be really hard for them to like implement like a new game mode with a different trial like it would create a whole can of worms for them sure um yeah i've thought about it before as well like yeah (laughs) it would be really tough it, yeah, it would be like formula. a whole new game, essentially. Um, but that doesn't mean that, like, in the comics, you know, who's to say, like, just because, you know, the game works this way. We all understand that. But, like, in the mm. comics or the movies or whatever, like, you can say, well, Vanity, you know, it doesn't always do that. It, that's just the trials you play. But, like, yeah. you know, in this comic, th- this is this trial that he set up. And it can be some completely different scenario, which that totally cool. opens up, like, you know, the world for, like, like you know, all different, like, crazy hor- yeah. horror things that won't, you know, that you you never thought you'd see like these characters or like the killers involved in, you know, sure. but I, I, think, I would love to see that in future. Stories. I completely agree. I think like I'm when I, so I think basically I was doing these like little illustrations of the characters, like just perks. Like I was just like, Oh, I like how this character looks. I can really easily visualize like, uh, you know, they weren't like finished illustrations, but they were they were fun. I had a good time with them, and I think they initially caught my editor's eye. And she, hi Phoebe, um, she <laughs> uh, messaged me on Twitter, asked for my email, and that sort of got the whole the whole um, ball rolling. But I think like it would be fun, and I don't know, you know, I don't know what their plans are. I don't know if they have plans beyond this, but like. I agree showing some sort of trial that's not like repairing generators because you can't really make that. I mean, you probably could, but off the top of my head, I can't think of a way to make that format engaging. But like, I think like characters like exploring the world and like sort of seeing like what sort of exists beyond these arenas, you know, because like, these characters they escape where do they run like they just run into the fog and i yeah, guess into the, the mist, intention right? is the intention is it just brings them back to another one but there's also a lot of lore about like sort of exploring like you were talking about like the the plants and like there's a lot of like behind the scenes like um like progress you know what i mean like these characters and these survivors like trying to figure out like where the fuck they are how the fuck do they get out can they get out like i think like that would be an interesting alternative like if i was going to work on something that's already established in the lore i'd love to work Mm -hmm. on the cult thing 
But if I was yeah. to work on anything, I think it would be interesting to sort of write, like, write or illustrate, um, co-create uh, something that explored that, like, the realm in and of itself. Yeah. Um, well, how cool would it be if, like, they had to, like, you know, in between, like, if they didn't go straight from one, you know, trial to another, mm-hmm. if they, like, you know, there was, like, sort of, like, a like an in-between world that they still had to survive in, but it wasn't yeah. like, necessarily, like, as Im- immediately hostile, but still yeah. really terrible, but, but like, where they had their memories there, but mm-hmm. then they, like, only, like, lose their memory in the middle of the trial, but then they, like, remember everything when they get <laughs> back, and then, like, that would create, like, a whole bunch of, like, fi- like crazy yeah, story like, scenarios. your memories sort of get, like, wiped, like, while you're in the trial, but you're still accumulating knowledge, like, over yeah, time yeah, in exactly. some ways. Yeah. I like this. I lots think, of ideas floating around. Yeah, there's lots yeah, of... Be- behavior. <laughs> Hire us. <laughs> we'll, Hire we'll me write again. Something. Hire me again. <laughs> Hire, keep Dylan on and we'll write... Me and Eric will write something for him. <laughs> oh, I please. think it would be cool. I think it would be neat if they did, like, little character one-shots, you know? Like, the survivors sure. of just, like... Just, like, interesting... There's so much stuff that they've established, and, like, I... On the one hand, like, I don't think, like, it would be the most exciting to, like, just do what's already been established over and over again. Like, in terms of, like, yeah, this lore is played out. We're just going to illustrate all of this lore that's already done. Um, I think right. it would be interesting if they started being a little bit more, like, experimental. Use that with, more of a springboard? Sure, right. Like, Instead here's what you've established. Exactly, right? Like... And I don't fault them for this, but they've been very, like, particular about, like, that doesn't fit in the lore, this needs to be fixed, blah, blah, blah. Um, Which is fine, you know, it's their property, and that's how it rolls sometimes. But I think, like, it's probably a good sign that they're doing, like, a movie and sort of exploring all these other medias, because I think that that will kind of open the door and maybe make them a little bit more relaxed in terms of, like, creative risk-taking and, like, you know, saying, like, well we have this world established, but like these are hard and fast rules that we're applying to everything only like for what, to what end, you know what I mean? Like you can, yeah, I mean, I feel like they've already taken up the big, the biggest swing that there is and gone for the dating sim. So I don't, I don't see why they're not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> more flexible and willing to entertain all sorts of crazy ideas. I mean, to me, it seems like they will be just like, the fact yeah. that this game has gotten so popular and, you know, they're looking into other, like, media options, I think that it's probably a good sign. And I feel honestly super lucky to kind of be on it at the start. Um, I hope that they, you know, I hope that they find that I've done a good job <laughs> and all that. But because um, I I love horror. I, it's one of my favorite. Obviously, it's one of my favorite genres like i've watched horror movies since i was like a kid it ruined my childhood in some ways Um, (laughs) but i think like getting the opportunity to work on horror stories that sort of involve like i just i just love the concept you know i think the concept of people being spirited away and like tested for some purpose unknown to them is really cool and um yeah, there's just so much stuff that you can do. I think that's what's cool about it. Like having it be based on this game is like, it 
it's a vague concept that opens up a lot of doors and like, you know, you give this concept to 50 people and tell them to write a story in the universe. Like you're going to get probably 50, like vastly different things. You know, I think that's cool. Like it, it opens up a lot of doors for creativity when it's, um, when it's a little bit more simple like that. Speaking Um, of open doors, (laughs) this is the last one for me. If you okay. had, uh, if if you could stick any existing un uh, unattained IP currently into the Dead by uh, Daylight universe in the game, who would you, who would you want to see in there now? I wish they put Sydney Prescott in. You know, they only have Ghostface. They didn't. They didn't put a survivor in, and. I yeah, I love Ned Campbell. No do no Dewey. Uh no Dewey, Dewey's not the one to be. No Gail Weathers. Gail Weathers is like you know, she's also iconic. But like the story began with Sydney Prescott. You know, like everything's tied yeah, to her. Definitely. I think I think she's the one. Um, but if it was a new True. IP that's not involved in the game, um, oh my god, that's really hard. No, I mean, that's a great start. Like, Celebrity uh, Survivors is definitely a cool way to go. Get some get some final girls had, in there, or some heroes. We have Laurie Strode. <laughs> okay, Laurie Strode's perks are so good. Like, well, they used to be really good. Of Decisive course. Strike kind of sucks now. Um, but, hmm. I would put the shark from Jaws in it. Oh, my yes. God. You could put Bruce... <laughs> Bruce, um, <laughs> what, how would that? Even, but see, that would make they'd have to like design a whole fucking. How would that even work? Oh, yeah, he would just swim I'm through just the ground. Saying, you'd just be, yeah. you would just be running around like doing the generator, and you'd nightmare. see a little fin, a fin come <laughs> swimming through the ground at you. That would actually be kind of uh, awesome. In all seriousness, um, I'm trying to think of like good survivors who would be fun, but also like think of them as like. Like, what kind of perks could they bring to the table? I personally yeah. think they should add a couple more, like, fight back kind of perks. Mm-hmm, I think yeah. that, like, Decisive Strike was, like... They added that, like, what's up? throw a, a flash grenade perk, like, a while, with, when the Resident Evil yes. thing came out. But it's so easy. So, like, the killer hears a sound, like, so loud, and literally all they have to do is, like, look up to avoid it. And it's like, that's fine. I get you want to, like... Well, obviously, it's about timing. Like, it's similar to, like, a flashlight save. Like, you have to drop it so that they're stuck in the yeah. animation to be blended. Anyway. Um, I feel like Decisive Strike was a really fun perk, but they, like, they completely gutted it. And it's just, like... Um, so, Sydney Prescott, I think, like... Well, I guess the killers in that one would be kind of lame. But I was going to say Aaron from Your Next... She was a fun. Yo, I was just uh, thinking that. Yeah, she was a fun oh, one. Yes, as soon as you said fight back perks, I was like, mm, yeah, hammer Aaron throw. would be so good for this game. <laughs> um, what well, else? What else? I know for me, for a long time, uh, and it's my my opinion is slightly different now. But mm. I, my number one pick for for a, a killer and survivor and level like do, like mm. combo. Would be would be alien. Give me a xenomorph. Uh, give me yeah, give me Ripley, true. 
and and put it in like the Nostromo, like the level, and then we got a we got a whole fucking DLC, man. Yeah, um, that's true. But that's yeah, mostly but you know because what? there's no way they're getting that property because it's owned by Disney. I know, now. I know. It's that so sucks. hard. Wow. But uh, mostly the, the the impetus for that wish really came from the fact that there was no sci-fi anything in the game. But that actually changed like yes. two weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Now they have a sci-fi alien killer and like a sci-fi like space level. That map so is now pretty I'm kind cool. Of, like, now I feel okay yeah. about it because I'm like, well, they did it. You know, I don't necessarily love the like design for the killer, but at oh. least he's an alien. I like it. I like the more monstrous designs that they have. I'm a big fan of it. I like the, like, lore. I haven't, you know, I haven't read a ton of the lore, but, like, Machine goes berserk and starts killing people. I'm into that shit. Mm -hmm. Um, What else? Man, I can't. It's tough to think of what what doesn't Disney own. Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Don't um, let the mouse cripple your dreams. Put it out there. This is <laughs> yeah, it's true. Right, this right. was a wild it's true. We said he said it was a wild wish, you know, what would yeah, your dream right. be? My, mine right. would be Alien Ripley one. on that's the Nostromo. That's the one. I I feel like you just have to add Sydney Prescott. But she's gotta have a perk like uppercut. She's got a cool perk. Or like <laughs> judo flip, you know? <laughs> Yo, if you could judo flip the killers, that would be hilarious. Once per game, Sydney Prescott can shoot the killer dead, and they win. <laughs> <laughs> like the like the special ending you could get in Friday the Thirteenth, where yes. it's really hard. You you that, could actually kill Jason. I got that once, and it was so rewarding to like. So you want them to add? You want them to add reverse Maury's where the survivors can all band together and kill yeah, the, uh, the, yeah. <laughs> the, the I think that would that be would amazing. Be kinda cool. I wish they would add a. Like, I understand, like, you, it's a 4v1, so you want to, like, maintain a degree of balance. But, like, mm-hmm. I think that more fight-back perks would feel more, like, engaging for, like, newcomers. I think it would add a degree of, like, fun for survivors. Because I tend to play the game of, like, I like to be, like, risky and, like, try and help people. So, like, I'll run, like, sabotage <laughs> and breakout and a little um, antagonistic to the killer yeah like i like to i like to sort of get in their face and like try my luck but also like um there's not like a ton of options for that and also like killers don't appreciate that so like yeah a lot of the times like if you sabotage a hook they'll just drop the killer and they'll start or they'll drop the survivor they're carrying and start chasing you so it's like i don't know i wish they would add more stuff that felt a little bit more engaging and they had it with decisive strike but like i know you say survivors complain all the time and i think you're right but (laughs) killers also complain all the time time. like decisive strike decisive strike was good up until the last change and then it's like well it's like rarely activates and it's the same thing with dead hard you know like they just got these perks that are like fun and like people Decisive like strike was the one where if you're being carried by the killer yeah if under the right circumstances you would you get like a quick him. time event and you can yeah. stab him and then escape yeah and then dead oh hard was the one that like uh you could if you like timed it right you do like a little like quick dash forward so like, you, you basically have a little ki- invincibility window so like you can yeah 
dodge like traps you can dodge like killer objects or you can like literally use it to like get to a window like a, a vault quicker um but they changed it so it's like it just gives you like an extra hit it gives you endurance for like a millisecond and the, it's just so easy for killers to bait it out it's and i think they even changed it again so it's just totally garbage but the thing is is like <laughs> survivors are always gonna you know at a certain high level and this game's not meant for tournaments you know what i mean like they put like tournament like rules on them and it's like okay guys why don't you just fucking go play like counter-strike or something um <laughs> like this game should be That's fun scary. <laughs> this game should be fun and when people i think in any video game when people are like min maxing and trying to optimize every single thing it's just like tedious like go do some fucking math or something you know <laughs> and i think that they killed a lot of the more fun perks like thematically but i will say this like i had a really fun game where a killer was like tunneling me the entire time and i was just like you are so fucking annoying and I had decisive strike on and like, and adrenaline, adrenaline is one of the best parts in the game. Um, but I had decisive strike Pro on tips. and it was like the last second that it could Pro be activated. Tips. She like picked me up and I was just like stabbed her in the face and like sprinted off. And then my team finished the generator and like adrenaline kicked in and I was like, fuck yes. And we all, escaped. <laughs> it was a great feeling. I love when killers tunnel you and fucking lose. It feels so good when you like waste their time like efficiently. That's my favorite part. And then I, and that's and that's when I catch Dylan and then stand in front of him until That's he when dies. you catch me. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when my teammates ditch me. <laughs> oh my god, wait. The best feeling in the game is when you unhook yourself. Ugh. Oh, that like one in the you 3% have a, when you're on a chance. Meat hook, you have a 3% Damn. chance of doing it. And when it happens, man, it feels so good. I had it happen one time when like everybody left or not everybody. Cause if everybody leaves, you just die instantly. Um, but somebody was like waiting in the like escape gate, like area. And I got snagged like right before I got out and got put on a hook, like really close to it. And I was just like, this person's going to run out. I'm just going to take my chances. Otherwise, I'm going to die. <laughs> and I unhooked myself on the first chance. And it's so good when you just like sprint past the killer. Like, see ya. <laughs> you can't fucking get me now. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Uh, well, uh, yeah, I guess that pretty much wraps all that up. I guess um, one. I want to give one last shout out to, obviously, you, Dylan. You uh, for the For the comic, you did some fantastic art i read it like i said i read it this morning the I, you know i i went to school with you so it's really it was no surprise to me that this was going to be fantastic but like your your grasp of like narrative like visual storytelling has always been top notch you have such a way with panel layouts and page layouts like you just fucking know how to tell a story so i knew that wasn't going to be <laughs> no issue i was obviously going to enjoy that part uh, the art's fantastic. It, it like you really did a great job of like giving all these characters different personalities. Uh, the mood it just like works so well. I always love when you do fun panels that like incorporate the lettering. Like you have a fun panel where there's like a ding dong like doorbell, mm. and it's like the panel is inside the ding dong. Like that's that shit's awesome. Thank you. 
the 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 colors work really well. Uh, shout out to to Nadia Shamas for the, uh, for writing this because I think the story just the writing yeah. is great and. And, you know, if you, everybody should go follow Nadia on on Twitter, she's very yep. funny and she's like an awesome chick. I met her a couple times when uh, we were on that um, that um, all we ever wanted or uh, the, the the like sci fi anthology book that I that I worked mm-hmm. on. Yeah, um, she was she was a writer on there, so I met her like a bunch awesome. of times at like different events. She's like really cool, um, and her writing has only gotten better over time. Yeah, I think, like, this uh, is a story that could have really easily fallen into, like, stupid cliches, but I think Nadia's done a really good job of, like, making all these characters feel grounded and relatable, but also, like, have that edge. And I think it really opens up in the second issue. I think that Julie, um, Julie's character is one of the more surprising ones for me. I kind of, like there's this expectation that Frank is going to be the one who's like driving all of these kids to like the worst parts of themselves, but he's just sort of the catalyst. And Julie is ends up being like the real kind of psychopath of the group, which I thought was fun. (laughs) Um, And yeah, I mean, I'm just really, (laughs) it's so weird. Uh, I'm really just grateful to be on the project. I, it's been I mean, the last couple years of my life have been very strange and, like, full of, like, (laughs) change and, like, personal growth or attempted personal growth. Um, And I think getting to work on Dead by Daylight, like, having been a fan of the game for so long, like, was just such a freaky, like, surreal experience. Um, And I'm just really grateful that, like, Phoebe uh, found my art and uh, Phoebe Hedges, uh, editor at Titan, um, shout out to you for, you know, helping put this book together. It's been a really, really good experience. I've learned a lot, like, not only just like doing the art, but just like what it takes to put a book together. I think it's given me like a a bigger Mm -hmm. appreciation for the whole process because it's really my first really my first big book like I worked on I worked on a couple projects and they didn't go incredible for various reasons I mean the one book I worked on and during uh the start of 2020 so like when the pandemic started and you know everyone's life got sort of fucked up and everyone was like confused and depressed and isolated um so that book (laughs) wasn't the best work that i've done but this is the first time that i've had like an editor and a team that i feel like i've been like in contact with and like uh that was great it's been a great experience and phoebe's a really awesome editor really cool person um and nadia as well like it was great to I don't know, be uh, chosen to work on the project. It was just very validating. And I'm super grateful that my first big project is like horror themed because it's, I love horror. I love it all. Yeah. And and, uh, and, and a property you love. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, just like yeah, fun. It's awesome. Yeah. It is really That's, awesome. I'm, I'm, I, 
I'm so glad. Honestly, I'm so glad. Like that. that Thank you. That this found its way to you because yes, I'm very happy for you. I think it's the Thank most you. like perfect fit. I think it is as well. It felt very like, even when not that I'm like a psychopath, but like reading the characters, there's a lot of like insecurity in them and sort of like written into them, and. I mean, I know this is a big surprise to both of you, but like, I have a lot of insecurities that I'm working through. <gasps> um, what? So it was just, <laughs> it was just interesting. Um, I think I, I was able to bring a lot of my own personal like feelings and emotions to drawing the characters and stuff. And um, yeah, I just think it was, it felt very. I feel very fortunate to have worked on the project and I hope that it opens more doors. Uh, actually it has. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, I guess I can't announce that actually. Never mind. Ooh, um, mystery announcements. Ooh. Big news but to I, come. Yeah. I have more stuff on the way. Uh, issue well, two. You... Unfortunately, the release schedule for dead by daylight got messed up because there was a printing issue with the stickers so there are codes on every issue, physical issue that you got, but there was some sort of printing issue that kind of messed it up. So the whole schedule got kind of shifted. Um, so mm. I don't remember when the second issue is coming out, but uh, keep an eye out for it. I think they just get better and better. I think I've kind of like found my footing by the third issue a lot, and I'm really excited to get started on the fourth issue. Well, first issue's out now. Go to your mm -hmm. comic book shops, update your pull list, make sure you get Dead by Daylight on there. At uh, the very least, pick it up on Comixology. Yeah, just check it out. I would love, and I mean, if you feel inclined, you can let me know what you think on Twitter. I'm at Dylan Snook Art. At Dylan Snooker. But only if you loved it. Well, if you hated it <laughs> and you really feel the need to tell me, um, I'll just ignore your message. But you can still send it. <laughs> uh, I'm at a time in my life where I can't deal with negative messages. So, <laughs> all right, and and with and uh, I guess with that, I, I don't think there's anything else that could be said. This is uh, this no. is awesome. No, that's your super, final again, cut, everybody. Super... Go go read this comic. Go play this video game. Yeah, yeah it's fun. You'll enjoy it if you. Um, it's on sale all the time, so it's not, like, a huge investment. Like, you can just get, like, the base game and see if you like it and then, like, go from there. Um, but it's fun. If you like horror, it's fun. I think you'll get a lot of enjoyment out of it. And the story as well. And I hope you, if you like the first one, I hope you pick up the rest and I hope you enjoy it. And, uh, yeah. All right, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another another episode of The Devil's Cut. Uh, as always, go to the description below. Go to our Discord. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. All the links are there. Everybody uh, have a good rest of your uh, car ride or whatever else you're doing while you're listening to well, us. Thank you for out, having whatever. me also. <laughs> thank you. Oh, fun. absolutely, Dill. Yeah, I would love to. Oh, you'll, um, you'll be back. Yeah, I'll be back on soon. <laughs> We got to get another sacrifice for Amityville Summer, so, you know, don't don't stray too far. Okay. I'll come on for the shittiest one. <laughs> <laughs> we don't even know what that's going to be yet. But anyway, uh, thank you for listening, everyone. Creep it real. Creep it real.